Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is October 30th, 2023. I am Tanya. It is Monday, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Little Witches Books. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Clothes make a statement. Costumes tell a story. By Mason Cooley. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Sip of Spells Witch's Pie. The sweetness of chocolate and caramel are beautifully rounded off with the nuttiness of pecan, brewing up to a wonderfully complex cup that is surely to satisfy your sweet tooth. A lovely caffeine-free tisane ideal as a late-night treat. So I love this because it reminds me of pecan pie, which is my absolute favorite kind of holiday fall season treat. So this tea has rooibos, apple pieces, cacao nibs, cinnamon, dark chocolate chips, chicory, pecan, natural caramel flavor, chocolate flavor, and marigold flavors. Sometimes I'm so impressed that I can say rooibos now. You know, once I got the most like ridiculous review and it said I was bad at pronouncing words that weren't like English. And it's like, yeah, because that's the language I speak. Everyone is really good at pronouncing the words within the language that they speak. Almost nobody is good at pronouncing words within a language they do not speak. Um, however, I would like to combat that and say, have you ever heard me try to say uh, all the town names in England? Pretty trash at that, too. You know? Anyways, I don't know why that bo- that bothers me to this day. I think it's wild that, like, we're expected to perfectly pronounce uh, words that are not our language you know i mean there's a difference between mockery and just not speaking a language Mm. i just took a sip of witch's pie it is so delicious all right let's have a little chat about a documentary i watched i'm not gonna soapbox but i am gonna have a little like reminder for people, I watched the Amazon Prime's Desperately Seeking Soulmates, which is a documentary about a twin flame cult. So I knew about this cult about a year ago because I had listened to a podcast series on it. Essentially what it is, is it's a, you know, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, it is this husband and wife team who have essentially weaponized the new age term of twin flames and have sunk their claws into very vulnerable people to take advantage. And Prime did their documentary, came out about two weeks ago, and Amazon is doing their own documentary on it that comes out in November. Theirs is called Twin Flames Universe, which is the name of this group. Now, It's horrendous, right? 
it's horrendous what what people do to vulnerable people. Um, some people are just naturally very charismatic, and they can convince people to do things they would never normally never do. And essentially, this group, of course, financial abuse along with um, uh, trying to change people's gender identity, people's sexuality, uh, all in the name of money. So for those of you who remember, I did a class at the beginning of October because I was doing classes for October, you know, which is season. And I did a class on terminology and misinformation. Now, I am totally aware that like that's not a cool thing to name a class. And it definitely had like the lowest interest. But I will probably never stop trying to teach this class. And it is because it is so important to be able to start training your brain to recognize when maybe what people say something means might not be what it means, right? So one of the examples in our class is Book of Shadows versus, nope, not that one. Oh my gosh, what's the one I was thinking about? Oh yeah, Book of Shadows versus Grimoire, which we've talked about on the show. Now, the very popular thing people will say is one is for true and tried spells and one is like a, a personal journal. Well, Ideally, your brain should kind of trigger that, like, maybe that's not correct, right? Maybe it's a little too simple for magic books, right? Maybe it feels a little bit of a lazy explanation, right? Maybe you're like, I don't know, one has to do with a religion. It probably means more than that. The whole point of this class is not just to purely teach you what these words mean. Um, it's to kind of start getting your brain to question these things we regularly hear. And then, of course, to be able to know where to look for accurate and trustworthy information. And Twin Flame is a really good example of that. Now, first of all, I do not victim blame when it comes to cults. Uh, I'm a big believer that everybody can get got by a cult. And if you think, no, not me definitely you because you don't think they can get you which means you're unaware of your vulnerabilities which means they can they they can get you pretty much um you have to know how they can get you you have to know your weak spot your vulnerability so that when you feel someone poking at that you're like ooh this person might be being manipulative you know so i'm i don't victim blame when it comes to that because i do think we all could get got by it um and it's just really sad. Uh, the term twin flames was created by a new ager, I think maybe like 50 years ago. And it really does not show up in any sort of spiritual, religious, theological thing before then. So it's just something someone made up. And if maybe you knew that, right, and this group tended to go after people who were very uh, lonely, um, really brainwashed by this idea that your value and whole life purpose is coupling, you know, um, and th so beaten down by that idea that they were just so desperate for someone to fix why they hadn't uh, found the, their soulmate, that the 
that the world and society tells them they're sad without, you know? And hopefully if people knew that Twin Flames is purely made up thing that has no standing in any spiritual anything, maybe it wouldn't have been so easy in the beginning to join the group or hand over money and things like that. So um, I know I tend to soapbox a lot, but I do want to say that it's not to show that, oh, look at this thing I just learned that you don't know yet, which I think like a lot of social media is like, oh, you didn't know this thing I just learned yesterday. <laughs> like, I feel like that's all of social media, but I... I go on these little soapboxes and I get so riled up over misinformation because I do think it can have big consequences, you know? And I actually had somebody kind of be a little mean to me on social media when I talked about the misinformation around Friday the 13th. And they're like, wow, to be in a world where this is the biggest problem. The idea that you're not allowed to care about anything unless it's the world's leading problem is wild right? To say you're not allowed to care about anything unless it's the most important thing. To say you shouldn't be passionate about anything unless it's the most important thing is unhinged. And I do hope that anyone who's ever thought that way or felt that way, you should be a little ashamed of yourself. It's like saying, well, it's the big companies that do uh, pollution, so um, you shouldn't care about throwing your soda can into the ocean. Like, that's ridiculous, you know? So this is why I care so much about these things, because I do think it hurts people. And yeah. So anyways, as of this recording, the Amazon Prime one is available to watch. It's three episodes. I watched it in like one sitting. And the uh, Netflix one is coming out very soon. So a reminder, the Amazon Prime one is called Desperately Seeking Soulmates. Yes. All right, witches. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, October 30th. The waning gibbous moon moves from the luxuries of Taurus to the ringing phones of Gemini today. Here, the moon squares Saturn and trines Pluto. A project has caught our attention, and we are hard at work trying to get some miles on it. The trine to Pluto and Capricorn makes us obsessed, doing anything we need to in order to reach the end goal. The square to Saturn in Pisces is slowing the pace and making us struggle to keep our focus even though we are determined to get to the finish line. Today is not meant to be a marathon. Rather, this needs to be a day where we honor our on-off cycle that naturally repeats in our daily rhythms. If there's a moment when you feel you need a rest, take a rest. If there's a moment when you feel compelled to work, dive right in. Trust that when you have an off cycle, the on cycle will come back around and honor the need for an off cycle, knowing that you will return to work refreshed. Your daily moon mantra is, a field that has rested gives bountiful crops. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny.
Looking for a children's book about witchcraft? Check out The Little Witch's Guide to the ABCs by Anna Fior. The Little Witch's Guide to the ABCs is a beautifully illustrated alphabet book that celebrates many of the different paths of magic from A to Z. The story follows two little witches as they search through the alphabet for their missing cat, Stardust, meeting many fun and unique characters along the way. Available on Etsy, Amazon, and at littlewitchesbooks.com. That's little-witches-books.com. All right, we are back. So kind of jumping back to what I was saying about how people act like we're not allowed to care about anything or be passionate about anything unless it's the most important thing. Um, So since the last time I recorded and today, I did record extra in the beginning of the month. Um, Of course, we have what's going on with Israel. So... I didn't want to say absolutely nothing. Because here's the thing. You say nothing, people get mad. You say something, people get mad. So I'm just, all I'm going to say is I feel it would be irresponsible for me to try to speak on this matter as if I'm knowledgeable. And you should listen to the people who are educated in this and who understand it and who are competent in it um this idea that we listen to podcasters and like the fact people want to hear from their makeup influencers about war is a little to me it uh feels like a lack of responsibility on the consumer of the information um and i i think it's lazy um it's your job to, di- to diversify your consumption of media and information. And it's your job to listen to people knowledgeable in the topic. It is not everyone else's job to be everything for you. Does that make sense? And that's kind of a stance I've had probably for a little over a year now, about two years now. Um, there's people who spend their whole lives studying and becoming really educated in these issues. And I think it's unfair to them that we don't take them as seriously as we do um, the TikToker we like who talks about the core trends, you know? So that's always my thing. Listen to the people who actually know what's going on. Um, and I, again, just again, I, I feel it's irresponsible for me to try to add my voice into something that I am was unknowledgeable about until very recently. So listen to people who actually know what's going on, who have been doing this work for a really long time uh, to, you know, kind of educate on go from there. All right, which is we are talking about our urban legend of the day, and it is the La Llorona. See, I wonder if it's La Llorona. So everyone pronounces it La Llorona, but... I'm pretty confident the the double L is a Y sound. Because I had a coworker whose last name was double L and you made it like a Y sound. So is it more correct to say La Llorona? That feels a little La Llorona. That feels more accurate. I could be wrong. Look at me trying to be an expert in a language I do not know. 
But we are talking about La Llorona, or La Llorona, an introduction to the weeping wine. Now, this was really popular like two years ago because a movie came out. And yeah, let's see what that's all about. So this comes to us from blogs.loc.gov. So in Latin America and in speaking Spanish-speaking communities in the U.S., and especially in Mexico, no ghost story is told as often discussed enthusiastically or interpre- uh, interpreted as widely as the legend of La Llorona, which means the weeping woman. I'm actually going to Google this because I feel like I'm going to say it a lot and I would like to say it correctly. I'm back. It is La Llorona. Mm. <laughs> My coworker, by the way, whose last name had the the double L Y, um, she was so mad I didn't speak Spanish because she couldn't gossip in front of people. She's like, "You need to learn Spanish so I can gossip in front of other people to you." And it was wild. Anyways, so. La Llorona literally means the weeping woman, so it's not surprising that the main characteristic shared by all the stories of La Llorona is that she weeps. Other than that one defining trait, the specter known as La Llorona widely varies. Many stories are told of what she looks like and what she does, and even more are told about how she came to be such a doleful spirit. The diverse, uh, diverse array of La Romia stories can be found in news accounts all across the internet. You can also find many collected in the book The Weeping Woman by Edward Garcia Kral and Judith Blady. Looking through such stories, you'll find many variations. Sometimes La Llorona sees you from afar and pursues you terrifying you as you flee. Sometimes she appears riding a horse. Sometimes she appears in your horse-drawn wagon or car, warning you against bad behavior. And then before disappearing, just like that other famous spirit, the vanquishing, vanquishing, the vanishing hitchhiker, in some stories, an encounter with her is fatal. La Llorona is often closely associated with children. In some stories, she is said to wail for her own lost or dead children. In many of these stories, she killed her own children when she was alive and is doomed for her actions to be a wandering ghost. In other stories, she appears mainly to women who have children, while in still others, she kidnaps children who are never seen again. Of course, we do have versions of this story tucked away in dark corners of collections of the American Folklore Center and elsewhere at the Library of Congress. One great source is Bess Holmock's Hayes, classic paper, La Llorona in Juvenile Hall, which is an account and interpretation about uh, La Llorona circulating in a juvenile detention center in California in the 1960s. Ooh, what a book. That could be a great like novel. Imagine. Like, um, think like the Midnight Club, but a juvenile hall with La Llorona. Mm. Um, so this is an account and interpretation of stories of La Llorona. Uh, and you can find all of these online. So Hay's paper provides a variety of views on La Llorona, including the young woman's stories her review of other scholars' work, and her own interpretations. In the essay, Haas describes the many faces, literal and figurative, worn by La Llorona. Quote, La Llorona typically appears as a malevolent spirit, either a harbinger or direct cause of misfortune to the living. 
Sometimes she takes form uh, as a dangerous siren, tempting a solitary male late at night by confronting him as a pitiful, woebegone figure hidden under a rebozo. When offered assistance, she turns on the gentleman in the face of a skeleton or a wild metallic horse's head or no face at all. Sometimes she's observed simply roaming about at a distance, and most typically she is heard weeping and shrieking through the night. A chance meeting with her is dangerous. So La Llorona has long hair and walks around crying. Uh, she said, I heard from the counselors at Juvie that she had two kids and she drowned because they were bad. She drowned them in Tijuana. She attacks bad kids in Juvie. They say it's true. Another adds gruesome details. It is a woman who wasn't quite there who killed her three girls, 13 to 17 years old. She didn't want them because something bad had happened to her husband and they reminded her of him. So she drowned them. Their bones are buried in her bath. She doesn't know they are dead. She wears a long black cape and peaked hood and goes around institutions and foster homes looking for her kids. If she sees a girl who looks like one of her daughters, she tries to cut out that feature and comes around three days after it rains. Very interesting. So what do we think is the reason? So Camille, who is a folklore intern and wrote a thesis on La Llorona, uh, believes that La Llorona is the first concept of fear many of Mexican-Americans have ever experienced. She is our anxiety's origin story. Quote, no two individuals view La Llorona in the same way. For example, the children I interviewed mostly saw La Llorona as a ghostly apparition more than willing to instill fear in young ones who misbehave. For the young adults, including myself, there was a description of La Llorona, not just as a ghost, but as a monster making us feel isolated. For my parents, however, La Llorona wavered from being a mother with the world on her shoulders to a key for escaping the harsh realities of life through uh, extension. Every single informant viewed La Llorona as a unique and personalized character in their own mind. La Llorona is not only a reflection of her innermost fears, but she is also living, breathing proof that we can overcome them. Her narrative passed down for centuries is a reminder that our voices are being listened to and acknowledged. La Llorona is understood more and more every day. And in a way, so are we. So I think it's very interesting. I think this definitely feels like a really classic, like, keep kids in line type of story. It starts out, first of all, that, like, she attacks foster homes and juvie halls, which is this idea of, like, listen to your parents. Be thankful for your parents. If you don't, Lola Ronan is going to come get you and then go after like, you know, um, men out at night or I mean, probably young boys. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a way to try to keep young adult men in check. If you go out sneaking around at night, if you go out there trying to um, mess with women, Lola is going to come get you. Lola is going to come get you, you know. Uh, it definitely feels like the only person La Llorona does not touch is, like, adult women. And so I can definitely see how La Llorona kind of became this kind of catch-all boogeyman for kind of children and then, like, maybe burgeoning, like, young adults. Very interesting. 
there was a movie which I didn't see. Um, I don't really like movies that have like these supernatural kind of creature villains. There was a movie, it was called like Tooth Fairy. No, it was about the Tooth Fairy, but she was evil. Oh, it was called Darkness Falls. And it had like this really supernaturally gonna get you tooth fairy figure. And yeah, I just like, I don't know. Those just really aren't all that for me. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. Um, I do want to give shout outs to some of our listeners. Shannon Powell Barnes. Shannon, you splendid, loyal Loch Ness monster. Love it. Josephine, you thoughtful avant-garde land mermaid. And Lisa McGinnis, you starry-eyed wicked witch. Lisa McGinnis, there is a ghost story here in New Orleans about the, the McGinnis family. If you're ever curious, just email me and I'll tell you about it. All right, so we are doing a card pull today. Our card is from Sacred Symbols Oracle Deck. And our card is gratitude. A deep honoring is present. Give and feel great thanks now for whatever blessings have arrived or are en route to you. Drawing this card invites you to share your devotion or to outwardly express gratitude to someone or something for its presence in your life. Meditate or create a gratitude list for all that you are thankful for. You know what? I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to say something I'm very grateful for. I have found that as a witch, when we need spell work the most, we're very often not in the headspace to do it, right? Because the pain is so overwhelming, the anxiety is so overwhelming, you can't think straight. And that's when you feel like you need spell work the most, where you just feel like you need a little help from the universe. And that's very often when we can't, right? When we can't do it. And it's actually his birthday today, the day I'm recording. But... This is why community of witches is so important. I know there's kind of this idea that like solitary, there really is this kind of badge of honor with being a solitary witch and not needing anybody, but we do need each other. I mean, the fact you listen to this, the fact you listen to my silly little podcast proves we need each other, right? Because we need community. Um, and I just want to say right now, I'm very grateful for one of my friends, his name is Mahali, and I'm just, he is always there for me when I need him, when I'm at my lowest, when I'm in my most pain, I can reach out to him and he's there. And I just want, if he ever listens to this, which he won't, um, I just want him to know I love him very, very dearly and I'm very grateful for him. And I hope he is one of my dearest friends for the rest of my life. And that's it. So there we go. Something I'm grateful for. So I'm going to make a post in the Discord and in the Facebook group. And I want you to share someone or something you are very grateful for. Because if I did not have him right now at this moment, I would feel very lost. All right, witches. That is all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day. 
full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.